This is the Dabdicacy Podcast. I'm Ryan. I am Tristan. Welcome to episode 16 in uh, season two. Season two, episode 16. Welcome back and thanks for joining us. And uh, happy belated Easter. Easter happened. It did. Dude, how many, how many freaking, you know what I'm saying, how many eggs were on that lawn? Uh, so those are two soccer fields. Yeah. <laughs> with a 20 yard space between the two. Okay. So, I mean, we're looking at what, it's got to be somewhere in the neighborhood of... I would assume thousands. 270 yards worth of grass. Yeah, and there was like, it on the video you showed me, there was... or two. I would say 250, yeah, 250 yards of grass. Um, there wasn't even a, I mean, truck. some of those, there wasn't even a foot between some of those. <clears throat> and yeah. it was everywhere. And there was two egg hunts that way, that day. Oh my gosh. So, in the in the tens of thousands would be my guess. There was so much. It was like 30 barrels of candy. Okay, so then how fast was that cleaned out? So my field was probably empty in about a minute and a half. (laughs) That was, it was insanity. I love it because like I did like a a slow-mo where they all like took off Mm -hmm. and they run out to the center of the field and like you get like some kids that like see all the eggs and they see the kids like glow sticks and candy. So it's like kind of this mix. It was like darting across the middle and they go and like, you know, kids are like had all their like different styles of gathering Easter eggs, and like one kid like belly flopped on the ground and was just like gathering them like a reverse snow angel. Okay, and then like bringing them into his chest, and then like really fa- hastily putting them in his bucket, and then like started stuffing them in his sweatshirt. And did I feel yeah. like somebody should have had okay two kids, right? One kid laying on top of a wheelbarrow, other kid with the the end of the handles <laughs> running them around and he's just grabbing. That's how it should happen. Yeah. And then you dump inside the actual wheelbarrow. So you don't, you don't even think about it. And you get like the random dads that would walk around. They're like, Oh yeah, you're doing great. And they'd be like, piece of candy, piece of candy. That'd be me. Oh, piece of candy. That'd be totally, if it was the banana Laffy Taffy. There was some out there. That's Honestly, my game. I may have found a few packs of Skittles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. the thing. I made one mistake and I was like, Oh, Skittles. Sweet. Put one in my mouth. It's like 33 degrees outside. So it's a rock. Yeah. I was like, don't want these anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute rock. Oh, my gosh. Bit into like a, a hundred grand bar and it was like solid. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh. Those are the, you're like, I need to defrost them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit them in the pot. It's like, what is it? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off where the principal gets on the bus. Like, the girl's like, would you like a gummy worm? <laughs> <laughs> They're warm. They've been in my pocket. It's awesome. <laughs> just don't put it in your prison wallet. You'll be okay. Gross. <laughs> That's where all the candy belongs. Yuck. So um, they released The Batman on HBO Max. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I'm not the biggest Robert Pattinson fan. Okay. I've been wholeheartedly against him the entire time. I'll be real. He kind of seems like a wuss to me. Yeah, like a lot of a wuss. And I feel like if he would hit me, I would not go down. He's like a softie. Yeah. So... I'm going to say I loved the movie. I loved it. I didn't love Robert Pattinson because he had that emo hair the entire time. He looks like the lead singer from Green Day. And I I don't feel like Batman Bruce Wayne should be emo Bruce Wayne. That's how I feel, you know? He he, he didn't look like he actually trained. Was it Billy Corgan or whatever that's the lead singer? (laughs) Yeah, he's not. But it, it didn't look like he trained. So, like, when he was, like, his body type didn't look right. Now... Did he make a good Batman? I would say a lot better than Ben Affleck. Okay, that's I, not hard. I know, and that, but but his Bruce Wayne was not. It was not good. I, he was too movie, Val too Kilmer, whatever. Val Kilmer is, in my opinion, like I thought he was good. Some people don't really care for Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is very classy, but he he's never going to be greater than the Saint. Which was, that was phenomenal. Gattaca and The Saint were two great movies. Phenomenal, phenomenal, or, right? Or Iceman. And so, like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. But. <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah. You just. Val Kimmer wasn't my favorite. <clears throat> I, I mean, honestly, I mean, I have to go with the original. I loved Christian Bale also because Bale plays okay, Bale good, was, bad, and he plays a good, classy gentleman also. Well, Bale is also, like, he's got, like, that mean streak to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude, Totally. And, and so, like, I can see, like, oh, yeah, there's Batman. He's like, yep. Whoop and tail. Like, all right. Like, and yeah. Michael Keaton has, like, 14 personalities. Uh-huh. 
And so when I saw him originally, I was like, oh, dude, I'm all over that. See, you know? I think Heath Ledger did a great Joker, obviously, but he could have been a pretty solid Batman if you'd cast him in that role. I don't know. Call me crazy, but. Yeah. No, I agree. You know who else could be a good Batman? Hmm. He's kind of short. No, forget it. He wouldn't be that great of a Batman. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying because I'll get laughed at. I was going to say, like, back in the day, though, Tom Cruise could have been Batman. He's just really small, the guy, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I could potentially see it back in the day for sure. Um, right now, though, like, <laughs> it's a tough one. So, hey, I heard that, um, was it Tyrese Gibson is potentially going to take on the part of Blade in the remake of Blade. That's not a bad casting. Yeah, no, not at all. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, be Wesley like Snipes will Mike, never not him be. Him or Michael B. Jordan. Oh, dude, I could see Michael B. Jordan being a bad mofo. And I'd be, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a solid guy, too. I don't know if he plays like kind of like, you know, that that vampiric, I don't know. Oh, gosh, that, I think Snipes he'd be great. Snipes is such a B.A., though. I'm he, like, totally, I'm like dude. Wesley Snipes is one way. Like, I think about him, like, there's not a movie that I didn't, like, think he was, like, solid in. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Poorly, even poorly, like, met, was a Method Man, was a pretty poorly written movie, but he was still solid in the role. Well, there's just uh, so much. It's Snipes. I, don't, I mean, and it, it's weird to say, but, like, he's just good. He's even, good. You even know? in the Major League. He's one, that's one Willie Dude, he was Hayes. so freaking. Willie Mays Hayes was phenomenal in that. He, oh, Major League. <laughs> Major League is movie is so great. underrated. <laughs> I do totally I agree. Major it's League's one of those totally movies, great. whenever it's on TV, you'll stop. Yeah. I don't know. At least for me, I will. Dude, one and like, two. Tom Berenger. I mean, dude, the, that cast was so good. Wild thing. <sighs> and if you're not singing along with it, crowds chanting it, you're not watching the movie properly, I don't think. <laughs> Tom Berenger, though, like his role where he's like always trying to backhand, like get at the, his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I feel you. No, I totally yeah. feel you. That's so funny. And then Bob Buecher is the announcer. That one. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> the, the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's... um. Like some castings out there that like like yeah Pattinson and Batman role makes me kind of scratch my head a little bit. You got I mean I'm gonna say for everybody out there you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Be open minded because they did really really well with it. But just I I don't appreciate that version of Bruce. Beyond that, it was solid. It was I was like wow I didn't want to enjoy this, but I really was enjoying it. Hmm. Yeah, I watched um it was Easter weekend. I watched the Chosen series. Okay. Yep. Have you seen it? Yet? Yeah. Dude, it's legit. Mm-hmm. It's really stinking good. Surprisingly. The casting is excellent. The yeah. writing's great. I mean, and as far as if you want to go to biblical history and everything, everything matches up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not campy like you would expect from most Christian, like, faith-based shows. It's, I mean, it's pretty flipping there's, good. There's a lot of, like, religious movies that just don't pull stories together very well at all. And then there's a handful of them. And I would say like six or seven that own it and really do it well. And you're like, wow, that was really well done. Like if they remade the Ten Commandments, like the original one that had with Charlton Heston, Charlton Heston, no. which is a, it's a classic. Don't yeah. But like if you think about that movie, like with that acting quality, but if they had like today's CGI, that'd like, be that movie it, could be it so could be epic. Really, yeah, it'd be really good. Actually, you're right. That movie could be so epic. I agree. But I mean, yeah. So the man look at it. It's like, but yeah, the chosen series was excellent. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't care if you read the Bible or not. Like it's, it's good TV. Like it really is. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. And it makes you ask some, some questions and you look at some of the background characters. And the one that really piqued my interest was Thomas. Cause it doesn't get mentioned a lot in the Bible as being one of the yeah, disciples. Very he's, rarely, only yeah. he's only mentioned, I think it's like four or five times. I mean, Paul was the guy that wrote the majority of the Bible anyway. Yeah, the majority of the back end of the New Testament, yeah, yeah from Acts on. And, um, but you look at Thomas, and it was like, you know, he was present at the um, the wedding ceremony when Jesus turned water into wine. And I was like, I didn't know that. And, like, I go back, and, like, I'm trying to, like, find manuscript, like, history type mm-hmm. stuff. And he was. I'm like, they're not He's just like, trying to tie characters together. It was like... There's always like these lead-ins and stuff, and it was yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, that, that's yeah. how they proved it was real. So the funny, the weird part is like, you got Jesus and his crew, right? And there's always a silent guy in the crew that nobody talks about, but he's always there. That's mm-hmm. Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's there, but he didn't have a lot to say, so it's all right. Thomas was there though. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, the funny part is too, like 
I like the in the in the show too, like the con the conflict internally of um, Nicodemus, mm-hmm. like that really like you can see like the internal struggle that he has of like the worldly part, and then he like you know talks to Jesus, and you can tell he wants to, and but there's like the willingness, but he can't get over the the grounded like to self and like in this world. And, uh, Dude, I think that's that's a struggle for anybody. Absolutely, that, and that's why I look you know, at yeah. it because I'm like, how many times are we that way as people? Like, maybe that's the, the reason people don't want to go to church is because they think they have to give too much of up of themselves, or it ta- it's a risk. Like, you do have to like, you think you're going to be made fun of or scorned or whatever. Well, I think part of that also is that um, people don't think there, there's there's a lot of how do I put this? Fake is a good way to put it. Yeah. Not not every church, but fake is is there. And people see people go to church and act holier than thou and all that. And then they go to Sunday brunch and they're being schmucks and jerks to the waitresses. And you're like, there's a, there's a significant amount of memes about that on like Instagram and stuff too, that I see. And, but there's some truth to it. I mean, it's not everybody. I know like mm-hmm. a lot of people. No, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good but people. But there is, there is like the entire, it's like almost like there's an, it's because you're a Christian, you're entitled to treat people like crap. And some people feel that way. And you're like, oh, I just got a church. And I'm like, I, dude, I remember being in the call center selling insurance. And some of the worst people were the Sunday crowd. And I'm there. And they'd go off on you and be like, why? Ah, and talk about how Christian they are. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, like, no, you're not. I, I think you need to double check yourself a little bit. You know, pump your brakes. Yeah. How would Jesus be talking to me right now? I'm just like, good Lord. <laughs> but but it's true. And so I think that's really part of what, what turns people off from church is that religion isn't faith. And that's what people don't get. They they see their religion and they see the practices and they see the religious undertones of everything. Oh yeah, it's the and they, they miss the faith. Yeah, and the it's faith the, is what what matters. The faith is the, is the basis. It's the part of the relationship, right? And so much of of religion gets rooted in pride, and oh, pride yeah. pride kills relationships. Absolutely, yeah. And so if you're going to base everything off of pride, you're going to hurt a lot and step on a lot of people along the way because you're trying to keep your pride. I mean, and so go back to the conversation about Nicodemus. There's an immense amount of pride there, and I think that that's why so many people could probably like resonate with that. But yeah, yeah, to go to the Easter crowd. I mean, I didn't even go out on Easter or anything, obviously, <laughs> and like I've done it in the past, and I just look at it, and it's like you. And there's also the people that are the Super Bowl Christians that go like the big three holidays. You know, it's like oh, I'll go Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and or Christmas Eve, you know, Easter and Good Friday. Yeah, and call her good. Well. And, it, a lot of Catholics that way also. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then that's and I'll, I'll throw those in there too. But like, and then they go out after church, and they're not the ones that are necessarily the the everyday rooted believers. You mm-hmm. know, that it's like, oh, we came from church and now we're to dinner, and then like I'm throwing back, you know, bottomless mimosas and treating my Getting waitress cray cray up yeah, in here and treating my waitress like crap and yeah. not tipping well. And it's like so, I, you it, can there's there's people of all kinds. Let's put yeah. it that way. No, that makes sense. Yeah, and it it does make sense. You know. Speaking of people, okay. there's a lot going on in the news lately. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. And I, I, I'm not going to say, I don't know. I don't know if I like Johnny Depp. Like I like some of his movies. Yes, of course. I, I appreciate, you know, um, Pirates. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think he's kind of a weirdo, but that doesn't mean. Blow is good. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a great actor. If sure. you, if you want somebody like that. Right. And he really is. I don't know his character at home. I don't know whatever. I've seen him do interviews and you're like, man, you are a weird dude, you know? Um, And so that's, that's always interesting, but no one deserves to go through that. No, like not at all. Um, And, and here's the worst part about the whole thing is that we finally, there's a light on things that men deal with that no one talks about. Yeah, the the abuse and they it's proven women women are more often the abuser than men. It's absolutely hundred percent proven. You just got to look it up. It's really it's really simple to find. But like everybody said, oh he did it, he did it, he did it, and he was like, you know, I'm I'm not going to slander, I'm not going to say anything about her, no. And then she went out and wrote this book, or did her did her op ed right for Washington yeah. Post, and and now he got removed from all these platforms, and all this stuff, and you're like, dude, and now he's finally coming out, and you're like, you're finding out. All the crazy crap she did, she pooped on his bed. Well, there's... Their bed. Yeah, but, like, she was hitting him. Like, she struck him in the face multiple times. Cut his finger off. Yeah, like, there's there's a ton of stuff, and then he didn't retaliate. No. And, and, and he's, like, he's actually talking to her, like, a human, and she's like, yeah, you're better than me, and I'm like, whoa. 
there is a level of crazy that boggles my mind. You know, and it's like she dared him to do something about it. Mm-hmm. She knew that he wouldn't. Yeah. And and so, I mean, that makes me think back to like the, the Will Smith, Jada Pickett Smith thing too. And, you know, so we're starting to see it in the, in the popular world. Yep. How much of this is actually going on every day on your block? Oh, dude, constantly. I mean, there are, there are, I would say every man's been hit at one point in time in his life in a relationship. And if you haven't been physically hit, you've been hit mentally, mentally, emotionally, emotionally, you've been, you've been watered down. But I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So like, I think about all this stuff and I go, okay, well, what if, what if the, the roles are reversed? Johnny Depp would be in prison. Yeah. He wouldn't have access to his kids. All this. Canceled. Completely. She's, like, she's literally out there getting more screen time and more more talking about it and acting like, oh, it's all whatever. And I'm like, you know, it raises the question hurts. for me is that there was the huge movement of that hashtag me too thing. Yeah. And where are those people standing for the men that go through that too? Hashtag me too. Where are those people? And nobody did. If you're going to stand up in injustice, stand up for all of it. Mm -hmm. Don't just ignore it because you, oh, no, I'm, I'm for injustice for women. I want women's equality. That's all I want. It's like, well, if you know that we're the dad of kissy podcast, but like, I mean, come (laughs) on, like we're, we're, we'll call out the bad characters all the time too. All day long. But at the same time, like if you're going to call out one thing, stand for it all. Yeah. And you absolutely have to stand for it all. Yeah. It's not just a one way street. And we're finding out that some of your favorite actors, Johnny Depp, how many women love Johnny Depp? Legitimately, I mean, yeah. they're really, and now we're finding out all this crazy crap happened to him because he's just genuinely, from what it seems like, a nice guy that's not insane. Yeah, I mean, they said that he was incredibly respectful. He was always, like, quiet and mild-mannered. Like, yeah. there's all of these things, and it's like, you know, I don't want to get in between, I'm not behind anybody's walls, right, you know, in their house and watching all this stuff. But, like, when you hear stuff like this that comes out in the court of law from people that don't have, like, an axe to grind. And you're seeing this type of stuff, like it makes me as a as a man and as somebody that's been through some similar stuff, mm-hmm. stop and go like, we've been talking about this for a long time and now you're finally taking notice. Like and you know what? Good. At least it's getting out there. The weird part is that like so they're they're airing out Johnny Depp and Amber's dirty laundry everywhere. Yeah. And that's being publicized and, and whatever. And so the conspiracy guy me goes, well, what are they hiding right now? Okay, whatever. But the back end, I, I go, the Max, Maxine Gisleil, 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 Maxwell. Yeah. They didn't, I mean, you would, they didn't show any of that at all. None of it. She, and she's, you haven't heard from her and hiding her hair now. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't even, you don't even know if she's still in jail. <laughs> it kind of, I, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. My kids are the most important thing to me. I want to know. It it just yeah. It's all giant Russian nesting doll. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I do need to apologize. I want to apologize to everybody out there. Um, I talked about the pissing lady that peed herself when she squatted, and I, as a trainer, didn't think it through. She could have um, pelvic floor issues where you pee after. I mean, you just can't control it. And that's definitely possible. Now, if that is the case, I would still kick her out of my gym. And, or I would say, you're not allowed to do these things until you start working on your pelvic floor because it can be controlled and it can be built. You don't have to pee when you sneeze. There are ways to do that. You just Google it. We there are some women that have children machine. that are like, I beg your pardon, but. <laughs> I, and there's probably people to argue, but as a, like I said, as a trainer, I'm yeah. going to say no. There's a million ways to fix that, and there are a million places out there. Oh, ASMR Tristan getting some Altoids. What? Sorry, I love these. I'm I'm addicted. But, I mean, look, really, you should, if that's an issue, you need to not worry about working out at this point and focus on fixing yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It bothers me. What bothers you, Ryan? But I think, like, two. (laughs) I mean, you can go to the gym. Okay, here's something about the gym that bugs me. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude's crop dusting. Mm. Girls crop dusting. I know, but like, I I more notice it more from the men. And it's like yeah. dirty, nasty, like. The whey protein whey, crop dusting. The whey protein with pre-workout crop dusting. Oh my gosh. And then the heavy egg and white chicken, di- like chicken white meat diet. Mm. It's, uh, it's so gross. Oh, dude. 
It's so gross. You know what's weird? I actually don't smell when I when I don't eat carbs. Like if I lay off carbs and I go heavy on proteins, I don't smell. No, it's funny is like I will if I because I like to eat elk meat, right? Oh yeah. And if you're not used to eating it or you, you haven't had it in a while, you will get gassy the first couple times you eat it because it is such a rich protein. Like it's yeah, it is very rich. It's like so there's good. not there's not. Obviously, there's a ton of minerals in it. That's what I mean by rich, not fat. There's no mm. fat in it hardly at all. No, that is very lean meat. Um, and very, very lean meat tends to cause gas, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it happens. I like can do that. Tuna fish. I don't know. I mean, but for me, though, like, like I said, meat. But it no. doesn't stink, right? Like, I mean, if I get gassy from eating all meat, it doesn't stink. It's just like, don't. Oh, that happened, well. yeah. And it Oops. doesn't stink. And that's the weird Oops. part. Like, yeah. why doesn't it stink? Or like, it's like eating broccoli. <laughs> oh, broccoli, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'll get you. That'll get you for <laughs> like, sure. Or like asparagus, like, you know, asparagus makes you pee stink, you know, that type mm, of thing. Yeah, it'll do it for sure, yeah. So, like, there's there's things out there. So, like, <laughs> what am I annoyed by? Um, okay, here's the one thing. This is a very specific situation. But oh, no, let me let me settle in here. The type of the type of individual that, that bothers me is <laughs> um, you put something for sale yeah. on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. Especially a vehicle. The people of, is it still available? And then ghost you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never hear from again. That's one annoying thing. All right. And then the next one is you get the extremely pushy guy that you know works at a car lot mm. that doesn't want you to know that he works at a car lot. Yep. But you already know just based on why he how he's talking to you. And then proceeds to beat you up when you don't want to take his ridiculously low offer. And you're like, no. <laughs> I laughed at him. That's all right. That's he's like, I'll give you. I say, he's like, I'll give you. A, I'll give you eleven grand for your car. And I was like, I bet you would. But no. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, in this market, one clean title, two like, find one for under X Y Z dollars. I I used to be able to buy those for eight. I'm like, you used to not anymore. No, but no, but I'd be like, I don't know where you would, and two, I don't know who would unless you're buying it wrecked at an insurance auction. I was like, so no, and have a nice day, and leave me. And he comes back and starts typing, and then you're just being ridiculous and being selfish and trying to take advantage. And I'm like, no, I'm selling my vehicle, and the fact that you can't buy it is not my fault. Buy, like, leave me alone. Dude, people get crazy, like, <sighs> like they're like they feel like they're entitled to whatever at whatever price they want. It, all right. So the housing market. Do I think that there's an inflation in the housing market? Yes. Yes. Do I think there's an inflation in the rent market? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. If you can't afford to buy a house in this market, though, it is not the seller's fault. You can't afford to buy. You are not entitled to a lower price because you think you are. I agree. That's the market. It was it's driving me even, freaking even crazy. If it's wrong. I mean, I, I saw a six hundred thousand dollar manufactured home. The other I know. Day. So it was. was it was. Little, was yeah, so probably. Yeah. It was yep. freaking ridiculous. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but if someone's going to buy it, more power to them. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Right. I mean, if somebody's willing to pay that money, good. Do it. That's capitalism, brother. Like, but if they're not going to pay it, then you're sitting there screwed. And yeah, that's just how it don't is. Don't buy it. Yeah, it's so easy. It's yeah, so yeah. Easy. and so like I see like all of these posts of just like scathing, ripping people, selling their houses. That like I I saved my money for three years for my first starter home, expecting to pay three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and now I can't even rent. And I'm like, move. That's what's, it, what's holding you here? Or, and and that's not on the sellers either. I mean, the, no. the issue is that people are buying it that well. BlackRock was buying it at that. Let's yeah. talk about that. And then here's the other part of this, right? Interest rates. Look at interest rates. We had interest rates for a better part of two years. They were under 3%. Which is crazy. You know what that gives you buying power-wise? So say you're getting a home for $295,000 at 4.8%, which is what it was in like 2018. Mm-hmm. 4.8%. I mean, that is the equivalent of buying a house at close to $500,000 at 2.2%. Yeah, so how much? That's the has so. Is there really that much inflation, or is it just the interest rates came so low it caused hyper competitive market that allowed so many more buyers into the picture? Well, I mean, when BlackRock's going out there like in, oh, in offering two hundred plus, yeah, I yeah. mean that's Unless, that's part of the issue too. That's legit happening, and that's happening here in our town. Yeah, like um, but, the the good way to combat that would be to be like, yeah, okay, well, well, we're gonna charge if you're not living in your house, your State taxes in the home is going to be five times higher. Yep. 
Okay. You don't get a homeowner's exemption. Yeah, you don't, you don't get any of the stuff. So if it's a rental, yeah. we're going to make it more. If it's a rental property, you don't get your homeowner's exemption. Period. Easy peasy. That cuts it pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, some, and so people will be like, oh, I'm not going to buy a rental. Never mind. Yeah. And then it's going to make them lose their profit margin on whatever they were doing. So call it done. But then the same thing, then here's the problem though. You do that is that you take away that on the rental market and you increase taxes. Guess what happens to rents? Rents go up again. Yep. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I mean, that sucks for people that have lived here forever that they're seeing $700 jumps. I had a friend that, yeah, I got his rent increase. It was $675. And I mean, to me, honestly, that should be illegal. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to jump that much. Justify it. Like that's like the house line across the street from me that I know was purchased for $219,000 in 2016 or 2017, mm-hmm. 2017. Two nineteen. That house was renting for nine hundred and eighty dollars a month that year. Yep. That house now rents for twenty nine hundred dollars a month, and it is the same owner. And that's justify it. Freaking, you can't. Agreed. Yeah, I, and I mean, like that's it's not. I mean, it's and oh, I mean, here's well, the I'm thing. being competitive within the market. Justify it however you want, dude. Like you're not paying any. I mean, like yeah, you're making more money. Okay, so now we're starting. I'm starting something like a hypocrite too. But well, no, so it's time, capitalism. But the issue is that in the small market that we have, people are forced to get what they can. Yeah, and that's where it sucks because there's not enough market to go. Hey, we're just not going to rent from you, and screw the person, right? And because yeah. capitalism works based on. Either it's a good thing or it's not. And if it's not a good thing, people aren't going to use it or so now we're purchase com- it. we're complaining about the workforce. Well, a lot of the workforce has moved. Yeah. You have people that are now li- moving here that work remote in other states. Making other state money. Yeah. Move- California employees living in Idaho. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, raise the income tax on people if you're working out of state. And it has to, have, I mean, yeah. something's not, something has to break to allow the people to live and work here. Really simple. It's really hard. You can't, I mean, you can't penalize people. There is no easy answer. Yeah, there really isn't. (laughs) You can't penalize people for just doing what's best for them. Yeah. And you you shouldn't because, I mean, you want to make the dream, but it's that. But entitled purchasers drive me flipping crazy. Oh, 100%. I'm owed this price because uh, this market's not fair. Mm -hmm. Then don't pay it. I agree. It's not for you. Sorry. Have a nice day. So I, I don't like the people that break up with somebody. And lose 150 pounds or whatever okay. after the breakup to show the other person what they lost. And they post the pictures, look at what he had and look at what he lost, right? And to me, I'm thinking he didn't lose anything because you were exactly that is what he left. And now you're something totally different. He never had this, so he, never, he couldn't have lost it. And you, why didn't you do that while you were in the relationship if you really wanted to keep him? Yeah. If he was that valuable... And you knew you could have bettered yourself, you could have whatever. Why not do that in the relationship so that he could see what he was getting? Is that wrong? Am, am I wrong in that thinking that way? Yeah. Well, I mean, that person that posts something like that. Yes. And I've seen wrong. men and women both do it. And they're like, oh, look at what he lost. No, he never lost it because he never had it. Yeah. You only lose something you had. Well, you weren't that. You chose to be 150 plus more pounds. And then after it was done, that's what motivated you to make your change. You know, and that's like, and then you did it for kind of a bad reason, a bullcrap reason. Yeah. Because those are the people that are, guess what? They're going to end up getting that all back when they the, realize that, that losing all that weight didn't make them happy. Well, I mean, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully it does make them happy. Hopefully they go, you know what? I value myself more because now I've earned something. Now I get, well, I got all I this, get it. I got all this wiener being thrown at me. Like if you're a female or like oh. you're. Yeah, the, the gif that has like all the hot dogs being thrown. Yeah. Or like if you're a guy, like you do, like if you lose a ton of weight or you start to look better, you do get more attention. Like it you, does happen. Mm-hmm. All I, those I, shells I, are thrown I know, at you. I know that it's Taco happened. shells. I know. I'd, I'd say the wiener thrown. So yeah. Hard or soft tacos. <laughs> Depends on if you're trans. Oh, crap. I Can I say that? I'm so sorry if I, if I no, I'm, well, I'm sort of. It's like a hot dog bun with a hot dog. It's already in there. Dude, I saw this. Mo- I saw, okay, side note. I saw the most amazing thing. This dude took chicken sausages and made chicken Parmesan hot dogs. I'm he, listening. I know, right? So he garlic buttered the, the, the buns okay. and then baked them a little Instead bit. Instead of ketchup, he used, he used marinara, marinara. Put the chicken sausage dog down, wrapped the mozzarella over the top, some parsley on it's it. It's almost like a chili dog, it, but with 
spaghetti sauce, yeah. like marinara. And, but a chicken parmesan, and he, and he actually deep fried it too, and I was like, oh okay. my gosh. Okay. Dude, these things look so good. So good. I was all about, I was like, deep frying. yes, but that's too much effort. <laughs> Kiss of death there. <laughs> I feel like everything but the deep frying would be okay. Okay, so I had like this one thing like stumbled across today. <laughs> okay. It was like create your ultimate cheat meal, fast food cheat meal. You get to choose two main entrees, one dessert, one drink, and one fry from any restaurant. Oh. Like any mixture of restaurants. Okay. Create your own best of. Drink, you do? hands down, Chick-fil-A lemonade. Not even a question. Okay. Okay. Um, fries, man. I'm going to go off the board and go, do you remember Taco John's? Yeah. The potato is. Freaking, oh, dude, you know how much I got bad oh. I want them? <laughs> I Where? found a Taco John's. Where is it? It is on Wellesley. And I'm not driving that far from It's in Spokane. Ladies. It's in Spokane. It's it's on your. It would be on your route if you're heading to one of your okay. locations, dude. So, you ever go buy the six pack and a pound? Yeah, <laughs> that was my joy. I know, <laughs> I right? get two of those, dude. And I'd eat that pound of myself and the oh. six pack, and my kids would have the. Le- I'd be like, "There's yours." Oh my! The pota- they were bomb. That would be my ultimate. Like, if they're fresh and hot, that is. There is nothing like I'm a talk guy more than I'm a French fry guy. I feel oh, so me too, me too. But like. There's no difference between taco time tots, the Mexi fries versus p- potato lays blow them out of the water. Absolutely. Like that would be my fry choice. Remind me where they are when we're done. And, yeah. and I might have to accidentally make a marketing trip. I found it one day and I'm like, there is a taco John's. Here. Yes. I love potato <laughs> lays. They're so freaking good. They're so good. They're tacos and are people, good. If, if you don't know, potato <laughs> lays are tater tots. With like seasoning salt and like other random Mexi seasonings. So delightful. Oh, and they're they're, they're perfect saltiness. They are. They're the perfect Perfect. tot. It's the perfect season to talk. Oh, I do it. I actually have to go out there tomorrow for a dinner anyway. I'm going to get after dinner dinner. Why not? I'm going to get a pound or two of those mofos. Why not? I'm doing it, dude. So, yes, they are. (laughs) And that is the best. Delightful. (laughs) So, there's my potato, my drink, obviously, Chick fil A lemonade, dessert. You got to go with, like, the Heath Blizzard. The Heath Blizzard's so good. I was a Nerds Blizzard kid when I was I young. Was too. And they don't make it anymore. No, you can do, though? Mm. Bring your own Nerds and they'll do it for you. Really? Yeah. yeah it. It's like straight sugar now. I know. And they hurt your teeth. Like, they turn into, Dude, like, gravel. So bad. It is like chewing gravel. And you've got the, the, the cold teeth and the... Yeah. yeah. Because, the, like, you can get Nerds at the Froyo place. Mm-hmm. And put them in your froyo, and it's like, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this to myself. Probably, we talked about idea. Captain Crunch ruining your mouth. Oh, dude, but yeah, yeah, that's awful. Um, okay, so what's the last one? Heath Blizzard, and then my what's two the main course. My two main courses. Okay, Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich. It's yummy. Yep, that's so good. Or or the original, the classic. One or the other. You are a Chick Fil A dude. I love Chick Fil A, and then the. Freddy's, frozen custard steak burgers. Okay, those the, are okay. Cheeseburger. Have you had Killer Burger yet? Yeah, it's all right. No, it's not all right. It's, it's all right. really good. It's Which right. ones you have? The barnyard. You didn't have the peanut butter one. Uh, I had the one that had the egg on it. And... Dude, peanut butter one's bomb. The one with the freaking chilies on it's bomb. Oh my gosh, it's good. But it's not fast food. No, Killer well, Burger it does take food. it. You know, you're right. It is not fast food. You're right. So this is fast food only. Okay, it's like fast food. Like I can't even think of what I would start want. Game. And then, yeah, but then like Freddy's, <laughs> either Freddy's frozen custard, like the, the cheeseburger, yeah, or Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh, yum. I haven't had one of those in so long. Taco Bell. Because Crunchwrap Supreme. Taco Bell is just evil. It's so bad, but man. And like, oh, man. No, that, that was really good. You're right. That was really good. <laughs> That's a pretty good lineup, right? Yeah, I'm going to give you, I'll get some props on that one. Okay. Or like somebody's got like a Dr. Pepper. I still can't stop thinking about potato LA's. I know. Right now I want some. Yeah, I know. It's like, Maybe next time we uh, we record, we have some and we just munch on them. So Potato Willie's ASMR. North Spokane. <laughs> it's in the hood, too. It's in Hilliard. Oh, really? It's that far? <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, my. it's on your way to a location. It's yeah, I know, I, I know which one you're talking about right now. It's like also. off of Freya and Wellesley. Dude. So I'm going to do it, though. I'm totally doing it. I'm not gonna, dude, yeah, it. No, Nevada and Wellesley. There Wellesley, we go. Okay. Nevada and Wellesley. Yep. Potato Olay's. Crunchy tacos. So good. Okay. Yeah. 
So I don't know if you could create your own, but mine, I think mine's pretty delightful. I think we're going to get to our point. Go ahead. <laughs> we have, it's so, we have so many things to talk about. It's so deep. Um, <laughs> it's a deep burn. <laughs> here's my thought for you. Parents, you are not required to entertain your children after a certain age. I wanted to add that certain age part. Um, the, the, dude, I'm so like, as a young, as a parent of a young one, you entertain him. Yes. Right. Yeah. And he uses imagination, all that stuff. Yep. When your child becomes a teen <clears throat> and they come to you and say, I'm bored. You have no responsibility to go, let me fix that. Let's go do stuff for you. Dude, did you hear it? Did you watch last episode? Did you watch last episode though? It sounded so good. Oh, oh gosh. This whole thing here. I'm uh, I'm drives that be crazy by the way. She's like, I'm not a fan of the chewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not even going to do <laughs> just rapper it. <laughs> <Rapper> it all. <laughs> Nobody expected that. That's, that's what I do. I'm weird. I'll, I'll come at you like a spider monkey. It's like just taking a shrimp. Well, that was like disgusting. Shell and all. <laughs> have you had sweet shrimp head sushi? No, I have not. So they take the sushi back and then they deep fry the shrimp head. And it's a soft shrimp so you can actually eat the entire head. Oh, it's so delicious. Just take uh, off the legs because they will stab you. Yeah, shrimp legs are nasty. Why'd you make me eat one of those? Now I want more of them. These? Yeah, I can't. I can't stop it. They're so good though. But... It really is. I mean, you're, it's it's not your job to make your child entertained. And one of the bigger issues is that we don't allow our kids to be bored anymore. You know, here's the thing, too, that I noticed as far as spending time in the classroom and then coaching for 14 years. Which qualifies you as an expert. Teachers are looked at to be, they're supposed to start raising kids now. Yeah. Only to an extent, parents look at teachers that, like, why is my kid jacked up? He's got you. <laughs> like when your kid screws up at school, I'm like, well, why didn't you stop him? Why aren't you teaching him that? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm a teacher. I teach yeah, arithmetic. You're supposed to control your kid. So now people are freaking out because this is where I take, like you can take the intersection of the CRT stuff and every, the most social and emotional learning and everything and how this is, we wonder how it's ended up in schools. Yeah. This is how it's ended up in schools by parents being stupid and wondering why teachers aren't raising their kids for them. Well, now the school says, well, you want to give us that need? Well, we're going to have to have a curriculum for it. So here you go. Here's the curriculum we came up with. Hmm. As parents, we you, you paid for it. That's true. So, I mean, don't complain if you haven't been raising your kids. Like, shut up. I mean, it, and it, it's, it's totally it just... No, you're right. And you're totally right, dude. I mean, that's really what it is. And right? I'm conservative as it gets, but I look at that and I'm like, I don't blame the school system because they were given a problem and they were required to have a solution for it. The solution sucks, but yeah. they gave a solution. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, 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 we have to become more active. And that means letting your child be bored. Yeah. I mean, remember Figure when we were out, kids, man. dude? Yeah. When we were kids and you were like, you hey, got dragged Dad. over to your aunt's house or whatever. And you were like, oh, I don't want to go to aunt. Come on. There's no box of toys here. to do there. Right. But they're having a blast, and you're like, uh, and your parents like, don't make me, come on, say something. And you you're like, never mind. Fighting with your sibling or something yeah. like that so, so you could actually have fun. But you, you figure <laughs> out how to entertain yourself. You cultivated throw, your imagination. Throw stuff down the laundry chute. And like right now, it's, it's like, we've got like we've got TV, and then while we're watching TV, we're on our phone. You have and like we're talking to other people. Nintendo Switches, you've got Xbox, whatever. Like We need to teach our kids how to disengage because we're constantly trying to fill the brain with more and more and more. <laughs> We have to allow them did to you, use their mind. Did you ever get told as a kid when you said you were bored to dig a hole? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Dude, I'm bored. Dig a hole. <laughs> like, then what? Fill it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you figure it out. Yeah. You're going to figure out a way to entertain yourself. Get it done. And I mean, like, so what you get, I, I think a really good idea, and we talk about challenging our kids all the time, yeah. is put your kids in a safe, uncomfortable situation. Bring them to your friend's house where they have to get bored, where you know they're going to have nothing to do. It's okay. Figure it out. Make them learn that because when they get older, they're going to be in a better spot to go, I'm okay just being. I don't have to entertain myself. I don't have to whatever. I can just, 
I can sing. Well, I don't have to be entertained. There's a difference between entertaining yourself and being entertained. I don't yeah. have to be entertained. I don't have to have somebody's attention in order for me to be. I can do my own thing. Yeah. And I don't. I just teach his kids to be self-centered. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't need to be, I don't need to be the center of attention to know that I'm having a good time. Yeah. That, that's a good way to put that. I think that, that was very good, yeah. But I, I think, dude, how many parents do you know right now can't handle being bored? <laughs> I get bored and I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to read a book, I guess. This weekend was I'm the first weekend in probably since I had, <laughs> and since I had COVID that I had watched more than three hours of TV. I believe that. And, and you know what? It was exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my, my son Dylan feels like he needs to do stuff all the time and more and more and more. And I looked at him today and I was like, dude, no. You need to do just enough. It's good to exceed expectations, but for you, you need to learn when this is just enough for me so I can go, it's time to relax. And praise yourself for doing a good job also. Man, people need to do that. Please learn how to praise yourself. Do it. And I would say this is teach your kids to, to finish something to completion. Mm-hmm. And then be okay with it. Yeah. You know, so he, he like, he did redid his room. Dude pulled his bed apart. It was squeaking because it's metal metal. So he was like, I'm going to wrap, wrap tape around it. Nice. Put it back together. Cleaned his whole room and he was done. Then he was like, I need to do more. And I'm like, I'm going to paint my room. I'm going to. What more do you need to do though? You just accomplished a lot. I'm going to go change the oil in dad's truck. I'm going to go. Yeah, but there's a point where you go, there's just, there's, you can't do yeah. more. Learn how to relax in yourself and go, I did enough. I, I'm good. Now I can spend my time. There's a lot to be said in rest. There's a lot to be said in being able to meditate, you know, yeah. by yourself and just be like, I'm okay just being me. Yeah. That was my favorite thing about my car accident is that I had to go through um, physical therapy. And part of it was um, the needles, acupuncture. Yeah. And I had tons of needles. I could lots of them in me. And it was awesome because I was forced to be with myself, hmm. to lay there and do nothing. Do you know how tough that was, dude? Sure. It was super rough. So, I mean, like, that taught me such a good lesson. And I told myself, I said, dude, sit in your bed and just close your eyes and be with your thoughts. That's all meditation is. It's nothing nothing spooky or spiritual about it. Be with your thoughts. Learn how to be. And I think that's a really good skill to learn. People don't do that. No, I'm totally with you because, you know, it was like, I always wonder at times, too, that, you know, like I've read a couple of books too about this, like people that run themselves ragged and then they end up sick and they're like, well, I wonder why I'm sick. Like, and they start sulking in their sickness. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're sick. Cause you need to rest. Yeah. You need to like call time out. Like you're, you're running yourself out. And when people are resting nowadays, they're still doing many different things the with brain's their, not, yeah, the brain's, your brain's not, not, yeah. You gotta let it, you gotta relax. Yeah. Just let it go. That's why they say stop and smell the flowers. Let everything else go and focus on that one piece. Just let it be. That's why, you know, and I agree with you, like with, with the, the kid aspect of, as a parent, like I do a ton of entertaining and it gets old and it's tough. Yeah. Sick days. Like, nope. When your kid's home sick. Dude, when you have a sick day, yeah, you don't have a sick day. Uh-uh. When I have a sick day, it's, I have to do laundry today. I have to get done all the crap I have to. It doesn't matter how sick I am. It has yeah. to get done. That's how it is. And when your kid's sick, I mean, when they were young, that was my favorite. Because my, when my kid was sick, it was, I had to be home, do the crap, but it was snuggle time. Yeah. And that was my, here's my piece. Okay. You know, it was like Owen had like a cold this week. And so he was home on Monday and Tuesday from school. And, you know, yeah, he's like super congested and feels kind of crummy, but at the same time, he's six years old and a boy and has like a ridiculous amount of energy. Yeah. And so he can be sick and still be bouncing off the wall. And I'm like, go lay down. <laughs> and he just couldn't like, he's just, and that's and how then, kids are, you know? So I'm like trying to work and he comes in and he's like, are you done working yet? I'm like, it's like 10 30 in the morning. I'm like not even close, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you done yet? No, <laughs> give me no, uh, one more episode of Molly and Denali or like whenever's on PBS kids or whatever, like mm-hmm. start throwing, like, I'm like, okay, here, you need to work on your Legos. You need to build me a Lego store. Like you got to build, like, I'm trying to like give them tasks. Dude, remember the ones back in the day that they weren't Legos. They were like the cheap version and they had like, there was a barn. You'd open the barn door, go, right. And you have your little <laughs> character, you walk them in there and stuff. And then you had like, 
You had that, and then you had Lincoln Logs. Mm-hmm. And you'd build them houses with Lincoln Logs and Duplos. have those stuff. It's one of the Duplo box. I think it was a Diplo box, yeah. yeah. Was it Diplo, Diplo? What du- is that? Duplo. Diplo's a DJ. Yeah. Duplo is the blocks. D-U-P-L-O. That's cool. But yeah, I no, miss those, man. I don't They were great. Yeah, so it was like, and then it was like, okay, we ended up outside for like 45 minutes playing baseball in the backyard. Cool. I was like, okay, physical activity. He started like coughing. And I'm like, all right, back to, back to the couch. Go lay down, you know. <laughs> the days of like having grandpa come over and read you Princess Bride don't exist anymore. Yeah, it's such a great movie. It really is. And I know it is. I mean, so I, I found that for movies, there is a, you can actually mimic that same thing. So, so some of the great movies out there, right? Princess Bride. Yeah. And it's because you have a narrator mm-hmm. and an outside point and then the book, right? Think about the next one. Secondhand Lions. That's a great movie. Another, it's That's the same way. Epic, right? Yeah. Another great one. Um, and I hate saying this, but this one, but, um, What's what's the Housewives TV show? Desperate Housewives. There's some yeah, something like that, but it's narrated also, and that's why oh. so many people really enjoy it because you get narrated plus you get you so you get story and the action. Okay, I think that's more of that. So in Deadpool, Deadpool two, he narrates it too, mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, oh, it's great. That the I think people miss that mark. They go, look, we we really like that. Those movies yeah. and yeah, because I look like in the TV shows like Wonder Years. Narrated, yeah. Everybody hates Chris. Narrated, it's actually an underrated show, but yeah. But I, think I it's mean, pretty funny. Think about it. All of the shows that do that have have won. Malcolm All of in them. The middle? Was it? Yeah, it was sort of narrated, at times, wasn't it? At times, yeah. Um, dude, uh, freaking the one about the eighties that I love so much that Goldberg's Goldberg's right mm-hmm. narrated. Mm-hmm. The new Wonder Years. Which is the African American family? Which yeah. is actually it's really good. Also, really, I actually really enjoy it. That's, I mean, the that formula works. Yeah. Okay. And they're no, just I'm solid. Following. Yeah, I'm following you. And I, I think it's because, and I, I really, from being a writer, my 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 point, being a writer also, I think it's because when you have to narrate something, it's explained more. So when you write a script, it goes here's a narrator saying whatever. Now I have to fit that full circle so you and get full story. It puts you in the story to feel the feelings of the person going through the story. Yep. I follow you. Dude, it just. As you wish. It's a win. It's a win. I love Princess Bride. Like, um, the Sandlot. Sand narrated. Another great one. Oh, the narration of that movie is underrated. Do you see what too. I'm saying, yeah. though? Like, these are all, and I these are all good. It. It's like, he kissed a woman. He kissed her long and good. Like, mm-hmm. man, um, I love that movie. Uh, what what is no, Stand by Me? Yes, but going back to the Sandlot. Yep. Did you see the picture I posted on our Facebook page of Ham? Absolutely. Coaching T-ball with his own kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was awesome. And I wanted to comment. I didn't. He looks the same. He looks identical. <laughs> like I don't. I feel like something happened in his growth where he just got stuck in ugly. We already he, know about Wendy Peppercorn. He is not a super attractive guy. Wendy Peppercorn looks still the same. Yeah, we, yeah, I mean, we had looked it up when we were in she the show. Yeah, great, yes. Yeah. We don't want to go down that path again. Squints. <laughs> so many of those guys, like, yeah, like the Benny the Jet ended up in jail. <laughs> Did we just die? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I know. I'm mean, still, yeah. Yes. Um, so we're almost done anyway. But I want to, we're going to do, a, I want to do a call to action. Okay. Um, and this hits really close to home because I, I'm seeing too many parents not stand up for the children to avoid conflict. Husbands and wives, you're in a partnership. You're both equally responsible for protecting these kids and taking care of them as you would each other. If one parent is out there being insane, you have to stand up and protect them or protect your children from that insane parent. That's our job. Sure. Together or not, especially in a divorce situation, right? You have to be that person. It might cause some conflict, but you have to stand up and go, look. It might cause conflict. Okay, probably will. (laughs) You're right. Uh, But but you have to. These are living, breathing dreams. Yeah. And if you're letting your spouse put them down, walk all over them, put crazy ideas in their head of all these expectations and giving them no possibility to, to have a good outcome, 
are you are you trying to set your child up for failure? Like, like how often pose do you it, think? Pose it this yes. way. Sorry. Yeah. Your kid is playing a sport. Okay. And his coach comes up and lights him up. Yeah. Like reading him the right act, putting him down, calling him a loser. But are you going to go and put that coach in his place? Yep. Why wouldn't you do it to the other parent? Doesn't make any sense, does it? And then imagine, imagine being a child that wants to be great because kids look up to us. And, and there's they, a difference if it's your spouse. You have to respect your spouse, right? Yeah. If your spouse isn't respecting your kids, there's a bigger issue. There's well, a that, that's, issue. that's where I'm going, though. Yeah. So, but imagine being that child and being yelled at and being told you're not good at this or you're not going to succeed or you're not whatever. How does that make your future look? <laughs> you're only going to talk to one parent. But how's your future look? That's going to affect you no matter what. Yeah. Like 100%, man. I mean, that, that hurts. You know, and as the other parent, I can tell you this is like if you see your kid being put down by the other parent and it's causing the rift in the marriage, obviously, that doesn't mean you get to open the door for emotional incest. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, that should not happen. <laughs> Good Lord, dude. So, like, you're going to defend your kid, defend your kid. Yeah. But you also have to extend, like, you know, you got to be able to talk to your spouse in a manner that's like, hey, that's that's not how we're doing things here. Well, it's a partnership. You know? And if, if this is how we're going to do things, like, we need to call powwow. Like, yeah, big time. And it has to happen. And I, I think the worst part is that, you know, men, we, we, I mean, we're taught happy wife, happy life, right? And so we don't want to upset her and we don't want to step happy, in. Happy spouse, happy house. You yeah. Both have to be. But we don't want to step in because we're worried that if, if possible, if there's a divorce, that we're going to lose our children. Yep. That's. There's the automatic stigma there. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's a massive concern for us. And we just. The mom could be the one doing the wrong, right? And, the and that's father, the one still worried about losing his kid. Yeah. And it, that, that, that situation is going to not follow their kids. That sucks. I mean, because yeah. what do you do? You have to stay there as the father to protect the children at that point, even though you can't control the mom now. Because if you walk away, you lose them. And then you're screwed. There's no, there's no the silver outcome. bullet defense. You can, there's a bunch of different ways that, that scenario turns out. None of them are really that great. No. Which sucks. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah. Men, we are men in tights. We're manly men. <laughs> Another great movie. And yet men in tights. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans today. Not tights, but... Some jeans nowadays look like tights, yeah, this, though, for this sure. Is this is true. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I'll give you yeah. that. Um, I, we, had, we had more, but I think we'll save it. I think it's going to be a better episode if we save it. Yeah, let's, let's absolutely save it because we, we don't want to compress it all. We want to make sure that there's there's time to unpack it. Don't want you drinking from a fire hose. I mean, there there's disappointment in my in my story that that people don't know about. That uh, it opens some pathways and some doors that can take you down dark roads. Yeah, it really could. Absolutely, yeah. But hey, so um, but episode, we won't go there today. No, no, not at all. We're going to try and end in a positive note. That's why we're men in tights. Ryan, do you have anything special you want to tell somebody out there? I love notes tonight. Anything that you want to get out there? Do you want to? Do you remember when we used to call into radio stations right. and dedicate songs? Or like Casey Kasem on Sundays would play like the top 40. Gosh, he was cool. And he really was. He was He's a like, cool cat. We got John from Connecticut here. That's pretty good. And John writes. Dear Casey, mm-hmm. that was actually that was really it's not great. Bad, right? That's not bad. That was good. Yeah, I man. met Michelle in a Kmart parking lot. <laughs> she was passing gas. I said, "Good job." I met this. This is from Jennifer. She's writing about Trevor, and she writes, "Dear Casey, I met Trevor in the Planet Fitness. He crop dusted me so bad, <laughs> the lunk alarm went off." That's probably what happened to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I miss the days of having to call in to dedicate a song or request a song and then wait for freaking hours. With a boom box next to it to so yeah. like record. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just hoping the girl's listening because you don't know. Hey, did you listen to the radio yesterday? No. Did you listen to the, at like 9.42 p.m.? <laughs> they were watching 90210, you know, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> Missed my opportunity. <laughs> Good thing I recorded it. Play record. <laughs> Your local DJ. Mm-hmm. Your mom. <laughs> That's what my mom was. 
<laughs> so Tristan's like trying to call his mom with like fake voices, like dude, dedicating songs. So my mom, she, but she was the country station DJ. Okay, and I, I was see not. That. I was not a country. No, she, dude. I could see that. She has such a good radio voice. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And people loved it. And they were like, "Oh, I heard your mom." And I'm like, "I did. I've never heard my mom on the radio, and I never have." Because I did radio too. I know, but I never have because I never listened to country when I was younger. I did a radio and it was for a country station and then for a 70s, 80s, and 90s greatest hits. Wow. Wow. I, I didn't went, have like the annoying, hey, everybody, how are you today? Like, no, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's like yeah. morning talk show, though. Yeah. You got to wake them up. <laughs> I always, if I ever did it, I always thought about doing like love notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love notes with nice Tristan. And, nice and soft. Yeah. Here's Casey and JoJo by request. But it wouldn't be nice and soft. I'd do it nice and hard. <laughs> Here's Keith Levert in Push. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I need to take a break now, so here's some R. Kelly while I go R. Kelly. <laughs> Too much? No? Too much? Barry White. Oh, dude, I would totally Barry White. I did some Maxwell. And here's This Woman's Work by Maxwell. <laughs> Ladies drop some panties. <laughs> Dude, and it would make play. a playlist. Ultimate, uh, ultimate, like, <laughs> come in with our ultimate playlist. Oh, dude. Oh, Here's All My Life. tapes back in the day. I loved All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Jojo. What are you talking about? Oh, thank God. That song was super popular, yeah, and we had, and I was running a Pizza Hut at the time. Yeah. And every night on the jukebox, I would play Casey and JoJo's All My Life Like Clean, and I'd sing along <laughs> and just falsetto the hell out of that bad boy. Baby, 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 baby. so good. <laughs> just the opening. Dude, I, I was actually driving the day, and I was like, oh, came on, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. I can't help it. I'm doing it. Gosh, yes. so good. Yes. Cameo's word up. Ow. Gosh, I love Cameo's word. I never, we're digressing, aren't we? That's all right, though. I guess we're going to end this episode. good listening, <laughs> we so had like so For me, fun. it was like you'd end up with like Jimmy Eat World was like what was on when I was in high school working. Yep. Like, yeah. Dude, I had such... Remember the All for One controversy? Yes. All for One and who was the, the country singer? And uh, they were like, no, we didn't steal from each other. Oh, it was uh, John Michael Montgomery? I think so, yeah. yeah. God, I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> That's Con- country station, But it was man. so funny because I'm like... I had friends that were country, and I had friends that were like... Coming up next, like, Chattahoochee you know? by Alan Jackson. Chattahoochee Coochie was one of my yeah. favorites. Way down yonder on the... Chattahoochee. Yeah, oh, so good. It's hotter than a hoochie coochie. Dude, it's so good. I, we laid a rubber on a George asphalt. Dude, you, you did a lot of country, didn't you? I did a lot of country. Yeah, really. Who was... Okay, so my one of my first country songs that really moved me to enjoy country... Ready? Yeah. Alabama. That's solid. You just sold me right there. I know, right? Which um, one? <laughs> Alabama, and um, it wasn't Cheap Seats, although I love Cheap Seats. It's a freaking great song. Redneck Woman? No, it was um, <laughs> give me I'm in a Hurry. Oh, that's a great song. I'm in a hurry. Because it, it was like rock and roll, but country, yeah. and I was like, I love this. So I played it, and then I was like, ooh, what else do they have, you know? See, for me, it was like, yeah. I mean, Alabama was right there, and then you had like, I mean, it's like like 1992. Nope. And that's when Brooks Garth and, was coming Brooks out. And Brooks and Dunn was Garth phenomenal Brooks. back in the day. John Michael Montgomery hit it Alan, up, too. Yeah, like Alan, Alan Jackson. Jackson was doing his thing. Yeah. Yep. You had Big and Rich. That was in like late 90s. And they were like, you were like, these were like, like if you if you made rock I and roll superstars, country singers, and they just gave them all sorts of crazy, they did it. Dude. Big like, and Rich. Big and Rich was, <laughs> yeah. Especially when they came out with Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Oh, dude. That was a jam. That really was. Dude, what like... was, well, didn't Big and Rich come out, come out with the, um, the booty song or whatever it was? For country girls, honky tonk, bonk, honky, yeah, honky no, tonk. No, that was, no, that, oh, that, that was, was uh, uh, the same guy that did swing about it. Tracy, I can see his Tracy, face. Trace Adkins. Yep, there you go. Thank you. There we go. Well, we're not the talking about a deep, podcast a deep anymore. Voice, Trace Adkins. <laughs> dude's like six foot eight. Mm-hmm. He's huge, big dude. I've met him. He's a monster, big dude. He looks like Big Show from WWE. Yeah, there's <laughs> like two, two giant men. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Wasn't there Robin Big on MTV for a while? The skateboarder guy, and then his, his big yeah. black, yeah, Rob Durdek, cute, yeah, big black, yeah. big black. He, he was a big dude. Show. I yeah. love that show. Oh man, that was a great show. And Fantasy now he, Factory. Now he's doing like weird ridiculousness. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not really ridiculousness. Ch- Chanel North or West Tosh Coast. Tosh has so much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, the original Bob Saget America's Funniest Home Videos, dude, and the mic drop. Okay. 
That was, that was good. I like right. Bob Saget. I really, I mean, well, the great thing is that back in the day, we totally took that our, show was perfect. We we, we took our show from gosh, one what's way, wrong with us? went to a point, and then we worked our way backwards. We um, are having some some problems here, mechanical technical difficulties. I think we're like glitching out we're right now, pressing all the buttons. Oh. <laughs> Greatest hits. Let's go. <laughs> I think we're good though for advocacy for the advocacy podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Smooth Jazz Tristan. Thank you for joining us. Season 2. Episode 16. Coming up next, Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. Oh, that coochie. <laughs> <laughs>